Welcome to a very special Game Night edition of the Marsham Toy Hour. On tonight's show, Gary and the gang do more than just discuss designer toys. They have to face trivia questions and physical challenges for great cash prizes, or anything else he plans to throw at them. I'm not sure. I'm just making it up as I go. And here's your host, the man in the self-cured can, Mr. Gary Hey, Toy Family, welcome to the first game night edition of the Marsham Toy Hour. Thanks for that great introduction, Jeff. And who will be our contestants joining us tonight? Well, Gary, our first contestant is no stranger to toy shows, as he's hosted two of them, Toy Break and Toy Geeks, Behind the Counter. He's also deeply involved in the world of special effects and toy design. Please continuously move your hands together and apart for George Gaspar! Our next contestant is a regular on the Marsham Toy Hour and is an avid collector of everything cute and cuddly. She also enjoys fruit snacks if you're interested. Let's hear it for Teresa Hawkins! And last but not least, our third contestants, straight out of Cleveland, Ohio, the wife and husband duo specializing in taking all of your favorite woodland creatures and making you feel okay with mounting their heads on your wall. Please welcome Jordan, Elise Permy, and Christopher Lees, the horrible, adorables. Well, welcome back, Jordan and Chris. <laughs> hey, hey guys how's everyone doing oh doing good that intro was awesome i was cracking up <laughs> yeah so good yeah Jeff. that was great now you know you set a certain standard you're gonna have to do this every week <laughs> i couldn't do it myself but jeff jeff maxfield the guy who did the intros he uh he's the one responsible for upping the production value of today's show and lending us his amazing announcer voice and um, doing those intros for us. I mean, actually, Jeff is an avid listener and supporter of the show. He's uh, he's on the stomping ground, and he's shown down there these. Um, actually, I heard his voice first. He does these weekly YouTube videos called Wrestling Move Monday, and this is where he uses his toys to describe and show new wrestling moves each week. And actually, one of the characters in those videos is called King Liger, which is a toy of his own design and is currently in Sofubi production in association with Lulu Bell Toys. So that's pretty cool, using his own toy in those, making of those videos. And if, if you haven't seen it, check out Wrestling Move uh, Monday on YouTube. But they're real short, real funny little videos. And that's where I heard Jeff's voice for the first time. And I knew I was going to be doing this episode. And I reached out to Jeff to, to do those shorts or those intros and and he was all over i from the day i asked him he was doing it over lunch wrote it did the music did uh the whole announcing and everything all over lunch like awesome so thank you very much jeff for doing that thanks jeff that was awesome thank you. yeah thank you hey gary we get cash prizes oh yeah of course yeah. Uh, i got i got a whole bag of pennies here so. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan and Chris, we haven't seen you guys since what five points back in May. We did, you know, hung out a little five bit points. at five points and did some bowling at the uh, the Bullmore afterwards. That's right. Yeah, it was a lot of good times. Yeah, the show was good. The after parties were good. It was nice, Gary, finally meeting you in person. Yep, uh, same to you. It was good catching up with everybody. You know, Teresa and I were doing some research as what to do for an after party at um, 
DesignerCon, and we found out there is a Bowmore within like driving distance. So we might be doing that again if you guys are interested. So oh, we'll yeah. Count us in. <laughs> you can Uber again if you want. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a car this time, so I don't have to Uber anywhere. Oh, um, maybe we'll hop in your car. <laughs> there you go. I'll do that. Yeah, pile in. Uh, but no, so anyways, we're, we're, we've been talking about doing some you know, sort of after-Earth d- designer con thing for the Marsham Toy Hour. I don't know whether it's going to be bowling or miniature golf or there's an escape room around the corner. So we're just we're thinking of different avenues of what we could possibly do after the convention. So as we learn more, we will let the listeners know. So Gary, does this mean that you are going to designer con for sure? It is official. I have the Airbnb booked and everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I figure it was time to just commit and book it and get back to Designer Con. So, uh, so Kristen Jordan, you guys have been on the show before in the past. I think it's been over a year and a half. You guys are actually one of the very first guests on the show around episode 10 or 12, somewhere in there. So thanks for coming back. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, anytime. Well, not anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this time you guys are coming on as a different role. You guys have actually conceived some games and want to play some game nights with us, so I think this is going to be a fun night. So how about we do, we've got a lot of games to play, so how about we just go ahead and get right to it? Wait, before we get into games, are we doing any kind of leaks and sneaks? Nope. Uh, I got one I got one thing I have to talk about since it's the beginning of October. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> leaks and sneak peeks from George Gaspar. Uh, it's not really even a, a sneak peek or anything. It's there's a uh, There's like a contest going on over on Facebook. In the minifigure militia group, every every Halloween they do, or every October they do a uh, like a photo contest. So any of you guys out there that collect minifigures or anything like that, go join the minifigure militia. Just look them up on Facebook. Um, it's all hosted by a guy named Ken Goff. He goes by Dropcag, and uh, I think this is the second, maybe second or third year he's put this thing together, and it's going to be even bigger and better. And there's prizes this year and everything. So if you're into taking photos of your toys and you have minifigures or small figures or Halloween themed toys, like go in and join the fun. Teresa, it sounds perfect for you. Get in on that. Hello? I'm here. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Come on, focus. Don't I was actually. Gary, I'm sorry. I was actually trying to look it up because I was like, I don't know what this group is. And then I tried to request to join, and there's a questionnaire. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> These guys yes, are serious about have, their minifigures. Right? So I'm going to have to uh, I apologize, Gary. I'll focus on the podcast. Oh, no. But uh, after we get off, I'll have to get in there and, and fill out this. <laughs> these questions so i can try to get that's in. that's a serious group where you got questionnaire to fill out right and they actually have real like prizes unlike us we just play games for nothing i well i donated some of the prizes too oh. so there'll be things like you know october toy skeletons and things like that did you donate from your personal archive i did of a, a thousand toys of the same thing i did <laughs> <laughs> beautiful all right, I'm ready to play some games. So I have one. You guys have, what, three or four? So who wants to go first? We should probably start with yours first. Let's do ours. Okay, oh. let's do it. <laughs> okay, why don't you guys take over for some games? I'm going to sit back and play this time. All right, you guys ready? We're ready. Let's do so, it. Our game is Designer Toy Trivia. We're going to have four rounds with different styles of questions. And then each question is going to be worth one point. So we'll add up the points as we go, and then we'll see who's the winner at the end. And we will 
donate a prize, a very special prize. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! A real prize. Okay. Hold up. Not, not that special. Twenty-inch <laughs> Dunny. Um, <laughs> so our prize is we are coming out with our third enamel pin uh, for DesignerCon, and whoever wins can come to our booth and get one. But if all three of you win, then no one gets one. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> no, everybody gets one. Yeah. Awesome. I love you guys' Wait. pins. And oh, actually, you guys just mentioned the pins. So let me just mention a quick plug for Marshall Toy Hour, and then we can get to the games. Okay. Um, so just today, I uploaded a couple of new t-shirt designs to our web store. It's marshamtoyhour.threadless.com. And I've heard from a few people asking how they can help support the show. Well, this is one way. We have pennants and pins, and now we have t-shirts available. So if that's something you're interested in, go over there, order yourself a shirt. And if we see you wearing the shirts at DesignerCon, myself, George, or Teresa, we will hand you a free Marsham Toy Hour enamel pin. So, again, it's marshamtoyhour.threadless.com. The shirts come in a wide variety of um, styles from long sleeve to short sleeve to baby dolls and tons of different color options. So, we would love to see you wearing these shirts at DesignerCon. Awesome. How much yeah. are they going for? They're all over the price and price range just because how many different oh, types okay. of shirt styles there are. So, they can be anywhere from, I think, as low as... $12 up to the high 20s for like a long sleeve shirt. Okay. Well, yeah. I will be so. wearing one. I expect a pin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will find you. I'll give you a pin and a hug. All right, All right. Let's play some games. You guys ready for the first round? Uh, ready. All right. So, game number one is called Complete the Designer Toy Limerick. So Jordan and I have written three different limericks. Each of you will listen to one of them. And then your goal is to fill in the very last word of the limerick, which will be in reference to a popular designer toy. That was released also like within the past like week or two. So. Oh, man. Oh, Makes nervous. nervous. Okay. <laughs> all right. George, George, did you study up? <laughs> Not at all. I am out of this. <laughs> I get no pin. <laughs> All right, Gary, this one's for you. Okay. Limerick number one. Questions of dessert are rhetorical when my love of sweets is historical. If a choice I must make, ice cream, cookies, or cake, I must consult the... Dessert Oracle. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> All right. Hoo-wee! <laughs> <laughs> Dessert Oracle coming out by uh, Sad Salesman, and I believe it's going to be My Plastic Heart is going to be responsible for its first release at New York Comic Con. Yeah. Oh my god, they're so cute. I want one. Really oh, it's bad. awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we got the wizard at five points, and so yeah, we're I. looking forward to seeing this one. I actually, actually ordered I, that after you talked about it on the podcast. Oh, did you? It's sitting right here on my desk in front of me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of leering at you, giving yeah. you the side eye. All right, limerick number two. This one is for George. Uh-oh. You ready? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Better be. <laughs> Farmers prepare land with their tillers. To grow grain, they'll take to the millers. Just add sugar to make it sweet for an unhealthy morning treat. It's sold to kids by... Uh, I have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> I, I don't know any of the things you're talking about. You want to hear it one more time? Nope. <laughs> it's not going to help. 
Anybody else take a stab at it? Somebody want to steal it? I want to hear it one more time. Okay. Farmers prepare the land with their tillers. To grow grain, they'll take to the millers. Just add sugar to make it sweet for an unhealthy morning treat. It's sold to kids by... Oh, it sounds man. like it's the Ron English propaganda, but none of that rhymes. What's oh, the, name the serial the killers! Yeah. <laughs> oh, George, you had it! I mean, I knew what they were talking about, I guess, but I didn't know. All right, serial killers. That makes sense. Got it. You can, you can edit me out, Gary. Say it really enthusiastically, George. No way. You you want it. You steal the point. I'll, I'll can we steal points? Point. Oh, yeah. Half for each. Half to, to each of you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Are you keeping track of the scores here? Oh, yeah. This is okay. serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last limerick is for Teresa. I paused returning from my barber to nap below a shady arbor. I was startled awake by eerie sounds from the lake. Strange beasts were creeping out of the... Dark harbor? Yeah! yeah! Oh! Man, nice. I didn't know that one either. I am terrible at these. <laughs> oh, I'm getting the hang of it. <laughs> Great job, That's good. You know, cool. good, good, good limericks. Those are clever. Well done. Yeah. Man, you all should be poist. Is poist a word? <laughs> I don't think so. It sounds poet? like something I would say. <laughs> I am a po- poet. Poet? <laughs> You're a poet and you know it. Yeah, yeah they, were, they were clever. You guys put some time and effort into these. Yeah, that's Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, I like it. Sorry I suck so bad. You <laughs> don't suck, You're George. Right, George. <laughs> that one was hard to hear, but we got more time mm-hmm. chances for you to redeem yourself, so don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do we want to take a break for a sponsor here between rounds? Our next game is brought to you by 3D Retro. Be sure to check out their website, 3DRetro.com. And if you're a local to Sokol, be sure to stop by their brick-and-mortar location in beautiful Glendale, California. While you're there, make sure to say hi to Ben Goretzky, the owner of 3DRetro.com, and tell him I say hi. He may or may not know who you're talking about, but it might elicit a, oh, yeah, I know, I, I know that guy. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so we are moving on to game number two, and this game is called Horrible Facts or Adorable Fiction. Oh, I like that title. (laughs) (laughs) So we have three stories for you guys, and it's not for any, like, specific person or something. You guys will all have a chance to um, answer. There are three stories, two are false, and one is true, and they're all equally terrible, but one actually did happen to us. So you have to decide which is the correct one. And then whoever gets the correct answer gets one point. Yeah, and you'll all be able to answer at the end. So it's possible for everybody to get a point here if you all figure out the right one. Nice. Okay, good. All right. I'm ready. All right. Story number one, our very first show. In early 2010, Jordan applied to the Art Star Craft Bazaar in Philly. This was the very first indie craft fair Horrible Adorables was accepted to. At this point, Jordan was doing all the artwork, and I was creating the booth setup and helping out at the shows. This particular craft show takes place at an amazing outdoor venue near the old part of Philly. It consists of a big cascading plaza that is situated between I-95 and the Delaware River. 
We found our spot at the top of the plaza, which put the highway directly to our backs and gave us a great view of the river and the bridges over to Jersey. We got our booth all set up and had a really successful first day. As Saturday came to an end, we noticed all the vendors around us were adjusting their tent legs to lower them for the night. Our tent was fairly old and not adjustable like the easy ups. We had some weights attached to the legs and figured it was secure enough for the night. So we packed up all of our work into the car and headed out to get some dinner. The next oh, no. morning, we were excited <laughs> to see if the second day would be as good as the first. We got to the show a little early so we could check out some of the other vendor booths and reset our displays. As we climbed the hill to our booth's location, we started noticing something was wrong. There was a gap where our tent should have been. <laughs> we started panicking, thinking the organizers removed our tent because we weren't able to lower it. But when we got to the top of the hill, it was much worse than that. All our neighbors were looking over the railing at our tent, which was in pieces on the side of the highway below us. Oh, man. Apparently, the wind had kicked up overnight, and our weights were not enough to keep the tent from taking flight and toppling over the railing behind our spot. We were stuck doing the whole second day with no tent after taking the walk of shame to explain to the organizers what had happened. So that's okay. story number one. Man, are they all going to be this bad? I'm sorry that one of these happened to you. <laughs> well, only one did. <laughs> all right, story number two, our big break. Towards the end of 2011, we got an email from a fashion producer that had taken notice of our work. He was putting together a magazine for New York Fashion Week and wanted to use some of our works as props in the photo shoot. We were thrilled when we got the message and immediately replied that we would love to be part of the project. Everything started off great, but we began having second thoughts as the producer described in more detail what he had in mind. He was looking to do a very campy photo shoot on a beach setting, and we like a little camp, so there was no problem there. But then he started describing the piece he was looking for us to produce. He wanted a four foot tall, goofy looking surfer turtle character wearing these huge novelty sunglasses. And we like a little humor in our work and definitely don't take ourselves too seriously, but everything about this idea just sounded awful and we weren't <laughs> sure what to do. We were only about two years into the whole horrible adorables thing. And this just, it seemed like a good opportunity for exposure since thousands of people were gonna see the magazine. We also weren't sure if we wanted the thousands of people to see this piece that he was describing. <laughs> we were caught in the moment and choked out a completely insincere, wow, that sounds amazing. We can't wait to do it. So oh, no. we made the piece, shipped it off without payment, of course, and waited nervously to see the resulting photos. They turned out just every as bit cheesy as we had feared. <laughs> Um, and we got plenty of requests for work after the magazine was published, but they were all in the vein of this goofy surfer turtle, which we politely declined. Okay. So that's story number two, our big break. It's not getting much better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the life of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Story number three, Santa's sack. Mmm, nice title. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> that was all Jordan. <laughs> After completing the 2012 Holiday Heap Show in Baltimore, we packed up the car and headed down to the Philly area so we could meet up with some friends the next day. Our hotel, which was actually in Jersey, was unusually difficult to find. We tried calling several times, but no one would pick up. Our GPS kept directing us to a carpet store, and it took us nearly an hour to figure out that the hotel was further down the road, beyond some magical point where the addresses unexpectedly reset. Once we finally got in, we were exhausted from a full day working the holiday show, driving down to Philly, and searching for the hotel. The hotel clerk handed us our key, and we headed up to our room a little grumpily. When we got to the door, Jordan inserted the key card and click, still locked. She tried a second time and again, click, still locked. She tried a third and fourth time and jiggled the handle and all still no luck. <laughs> At this point, we were pretty frustrated. But before marching down to the front desk, we double checked the room number and realized that we were trying to open the wrong door. Our room was actually across the hall. At that, at that same moment, we started hearing footsteps from inside the room. Before we could step away, a round man with rosy cheeks burst through the door. <laughs> Despite the holiday season, it was not Santa. <laughs> this guy looked like he had lived a hard life. He was middle-aged, short, round, with haggard gray hair that stuck out wildly everywhere, and he was completely naked. <laughs> okay. He was enraged and proceeded to start screaming at us in the middle of the hallway. He kept trying to pick a fight with us while all his bits and pieces jiggled away in the midst of the tantrum. We were all right. <laughs> We were so completely shocked that all we could do was apologize over and over again. As his face got redder, we slowly backed up to our room, trying our best to avoid looking at anything below his neck. We got <laughs> to our door, opened it, ran inside, and slammed it shut behind us with the naked guy still grumbling and waving his fist in the hallway. <laughs> and that's These are tough. Number three. So, so again, oh, your options are our first show where the tent flew into the highway, our big break with the goofy turtle character, mm -hmm. or story number three, Santa's sack. No explanation. <laughs> God, I really want it to be Santa's sack so bad. I'm not going <laughs> to pick that one, though. It's, it's like I, I want it to be, and I hope I'm wrong, and I hope I get no points because I'm not going to pick it. But I'm, I'm going to go with story number two. All right, George has story number two. Okay. And you, we're going for the, the one that's true, correct? Yeah, yeah, you can pick the same one. Okay. You don't have to pick all different ones. I love the story of three, but I feel like you guys mentioned that you're grumpy, and I can't ever see that being a case. And then <laughs> I, I can't see you trying to open a door that's not your own. Like, usually when you go to a hotel, like, that's like the one thing you're super attentive on is the number of the room. So I just don't know if I buy that. Maybe but it was after you, Gary, a show, it was a long day. True, true. 
Have you really never done that? Because I've totally accidentally no. done that. <laughs> I can totally see you doing it for sure. I'm, I'm going to say number one's true. All right. Here with number one. Teresa? That's my pick, too. I don't know. I, I, two sounds weird. I mean, it could have happened, but I'm not, I don't know. And then three, I don't know. Three also sounds weird. One to me sounds like the most realistic. So I'm going number one. All right. So we've got Gary and Teresa, number one, and George, number two. And the true story is Santa Sack. <laughs> no! <laughs> yes! That's good. I've never been so happy to be wrong. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that one felt too ridiculous to be true. I actually, like, went in the hotel room and started crying and sat down on the couch and then immediately stood up because I realized someone naked was probably sitting on that couch before us. Like, I've never viewed hotels the same way again. Oh, my God. We were just so shocked by this guy. And he's trying to pick this fight with us. And we're like, sir, we're sorry. We're sorry. It was just the wrong room. It wasn't even that late or anything. And he would just not give up. And well, he was just an exhibitionist trying to show his junk. Come on. <laughs> yeah, his, his, his jingle bells. Oh, gosh. Oh, good one. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I was wrong. That's so good. I oh. can't believe that's the true one. That's nuts. <laughs> well, Who would do that? Who walks out of their hotel room without clothes on? <laughs> Santa. Uh-huh. Not my kind of Santa. I have a, a PG Santa. <laughs> I, I can't even picture you guys engaging with this guy when he's trying to pick a fight with you and everything. I just, you guys are so like polite and kind. I just can't imagine you standing there just taking this all. Oh, that's yeah, why we should have picked it. That's why we should have picked it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, actually, all of the stories were sort of true, but they didn't happen to us. <laughs> oh, really? So it was someone else's truth. Yeah, the first show in Philly, there was another vendor whose tent actually almost toppled into the highway. It was like hanging over the edge. And there was another vendor whose tent flew into the river. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and... Yeah, the hour big break. That was an actual request I got once, but I did well, not. Well, that's two stories combined, actually. Yeah, we did do a Fashion Week magazine. Which turned out pretty cool, although we didn't get paid for it. No. But, <laughs> um, but it, was a, um, it was like someone who was animal rights, and so they saw our work, which was the faux taxidermy and stuff like that. So we actually created this large stole and um yeah, we still have copies of pictures from the uh, magazine. Yeah. I, I mean, mean this model was wearing this stole and everything. Yeah, it looked and awesome. It was beautiful. Yes. Yeah, we get really strange requests from time to time. And if I'm desperate enough, I'll I'll take them. But uh <laughs> <laughs> but not not the turtle wearing sunglasses. That was where I drew the line. <laughs> so that's the end of round two. Should we hear another message from our sponsors? Sure. Jeff, what do you have for us? This next game is brought to you by the Toy Chronicle. Designer toy blog with a little UK flair, headed by Gary Rosansky and his beard. That thing is sentient. I'm not kidding. All right. So let's do a quick score summary here. So Teresa is in the lead with a point and a half. Yeah! Gary is in second with one point. And George is not far behind with half a point. Oh, man, it's, it's a tight race so far. All right. So game number three is called Not My Style. 
So George and I are avid listeners of the Marsham Toy Hour, and we've definitely picked up on each of your individual styles and preferences for designer toys. Okay. So what we did was we came up with three questions for each of you, but it's not about your own style. We're going to ask questions about one of the other host styles. Oh, man. I hope I get Teresa. <laughs> I'm the easy one. <laughs> You'll be hard. So these are multiple choice, and um, there's going to be four different choices, and choose the one that you think is correct. If you're right, you get a point. Okay. So, Gary, you're going first again, oh, and man. your category is Heroes in a half shell. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so this is obviously George's expertise. It um, is. It, it's totally not mine. I'm not even sure if I can name them oh, all. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So question number one. What iconic toy was mashed up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that included this description on the box? A Wigio pizza tween their teeth. You'll be sure to smell these lucky cheesy chums. Was it A, Cupid doll, B, Trolls, C, Barbie, or D, G.I. Joe? Oh, dude. <laughs> this is like a, like, a, like a bootleg, I assume? Oh, no. No, these were no? production toys. Oh, okay, then um, I'll say D, G.I. Joe. No. Uh, uh, George, do you want to take a stab at it? Trolls? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Do we give George half a point for the steal? That was yeah. a steal. Okay. That's, that's, that's fair. Okay, yeah. Sure, we'll play like that. Be a little more fun. <laughs> the turtle trolls were an awesome crossover, by the way. Oh, they're so cute. When I was looking at the pictures, I remember my brother had a few of them. Like very, very charming. All right. Question number two. The Toilet Taxi Automobile, released in 1990, had what special feature? Was it A, a TP launcher that used a catapult to fling wads of wet toilet paper across the room? B, a swirly claw that would flip foot soldiers upside down and move them in a circular motion using a hand-powered crank? C, realistic fart noises that would emit from a drain pipe-shaped speaker when the turtle was placed on the toilet bowl driver's seat? Or D, a grimacing turtle face bumper and plunger-shaped headlights that would pulsate and literally plunge the offending piece of crap bad guys out of the way. God, all oh, those are so good. <laughs> they all sound like they could be. I'm, I'm stuck between A and C. I'm going to say A. Eh. Oh, man. Wrong again. Is it the, be the farts. Be the farts. That's the best. Set, that's the best phrase that's ever been said on this podcast. Is it the farts? No. It is not the farts. George, Man, I wanted to steal. I thought it was the plunger face one. Yep, that's it. <laughs> I think I remember my brother having that one. Yeah. I don't know George's style at all. <laughs> all right. So while doing some research on all the different styles of action figures that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle offered, I realized they had some really strange names. So question number three is, which is not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figure? Is it A, Bandito Bashin' Mike, the muscle-bound mariachi mutant? Damn. 
<laughs> B, Pizza Face, the psychotic pizza chef. C, Boogie Woogie, the snot blasting baddie. Or D, Muck Man and Joe Eyeball, the garbage gathering ghoul and his parasitic pal. So which of those was not? I've always been told when you don't know the answer, go C. So I'm going C. Oh, and it's totally C. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that pans out for me in high school, and it panned out right now. Boogie Woogie, the snot blasting baddie, was not an actual figure. Everything else was. I had all of those. <laughs> <laughs> did you have the muscle-bound mariachi mutant as well? Uh, I did. I had the bandito, bandito Mike, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Gary, that's it for you. We're going to move okay. on to George. You get the next round of questions. And the category mm -hmm. is cute, cute. Oh, my God, it's so cute. Oh, I'm oh, so going to fail cute. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's multiple choice, so you got a chance. Wait a minute. You're giving Teresa Gary? She's like a huge Gary fan. <laughs> Well, we might have a little bit of a twist for that okay, one. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, George, make it make it sound like I'm getting it easy. <laughs> All right, let's see if I know anything cute. All right, and we'll do the same thing, George. If you can't get it, then we'll give it to Teresa to see if she can steal. Nice. All right, question number one. Tokidoki's Mufia line depicts gun-toting cows in animated cartons of milk whose mission is to... Is it A, extort milk from the lunch boxes of school bullies and give it to the good kids? B, steal milk from the grocery store and give it back to the cows? C, free dairy cows and encourage kids to drink soy milk? Or D, teach the importance of calcium in a well-balanced diet? I'm going to go with C. No, that's not <laughs> the answer. Teresa, do you know? I'm going to try A. That is correct. Oh, wait, you didn't actually know like it was a guess? They're the ones who are all realistic. That one sounds like a fun little toy story. I didn't know like I didn't know the full story, but it just one sounded like the, the one that would make the most sense. All right, George. Question number two. Each Momiji doll contains a special surprise. What is it? Is it A, a chime that creates music when the doll is rocked? B, an activity page printed on the inside of the box? C, another part of a Momiji, buy enough Momiji and piece together an original doll, or D, a hidden slot on the bottom of the doll that conceals a secret message. Oh, it's the secret one. I know what these are. It's the, the one with the secret message. That is correct. Damn it. <laughs> Nicely done, George. I, was, I knew this one. I was like, come on, come on. Uh, I actually know what those are. I actually have bought one in the past. So. <laughs> oh, which one do you have? I have no idea. And it's long gone. <laughs> George. It was like a red, like Japanese girl with, she had like a red dress and black hair. Okay. You, yeah, message. you would want the early ones. You write the secret. Oh, message. you write the secret yeah. message. Yeah. You're supposed to yeah, pass messages like, to your friends with it or something. Uh, well, it's like a little slip of paper. And so the intent, like a lot of times they name their dolls after um, like themes. So like, thank you or kindness or, and so I think they intend them to be gifts where you write a little note in it to say like, thanks for X, Y, Z, or, you know, I don't know that kind of stuff, but it became more of a collectible. So I don't use the slips for anything, but I have, oh gosh, 
I don't even know, 30, 40, 50, <laughs> way too many to count. <laughs> All right, very good. I'm proud okay, of you, George. <laughs> All right, George, this is your last question. Number three, Heidi Kenny of the Yummy World line has a monthly subscription service called what? Is it Yummy Tummy Monthly Nummy? B, Plush of the Month Club? C, Baker's Dozen? A 13-month-long subscription box? Or D, My Paper Crane Club? Oh, my God. I, I don't even know the name of most of the things you just said. So I'm going to go with A because it sounds the best. No, A is not Wrong. Correct. What is it? It's, it's B, Plushy the Month Club. Are you a subscriber? No. That's but... so boring, though. That's like the worst. That's the most boring one of the names you said. Yep. Yeah. Like, ba Baker's Dozen's way more clever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Next time we see Heidi, we'll suggest these names to her then. <laughs> you do have fun names. And actually, it started out as a monthly thing. And now I believe it's quarterly. And I didn't do it just because I have done subscription stuff in the past. And I always get burned. Because I just, oh no, surprises scare me. So I just wait for her to do more of her store sales when I know what's coming. No, I'm not completely familiar with everything that Heidi Kenny does. I know she's responsible for Yummy World, but does she still do like her own self-produced toys or is everything licensed through Kid Robot at this point? Oh no, she does a lot of her own stuff. I mean, honestly, she doesn't even advertise the Kid Robot stuff that much on her social media. Oh, okay. No, she has her hands on like a ton of different things. She's doing like ceramics and fabric design and just a ton of plush. So she's she's got a really good Instagram account. You I think okay. it's Paper Crane. Can you say her name again? I don't I didn't know there was someone I didn't know that was an artist's line behind that yummy world. I thought Kid Robot made that. Heidi Kenny. But I know she started when she started doing like the plush donuts with them. Her name was more attached to it than it is now. So I have no idea if they like bought the rights to continue these works in her. I don't know. I have no idea. No, I, that's weird. <laughs> I never even realized an artist was behind it. I just thought it was uh -huh. the, like a kid robot brand thing. Yeah. yeah. As far as I know, she's still behind it because she gets royalties and she'll typically put those for sale. So yeah, if you're into yummy world or even just her style, follow my paper crane on Instagram, but, um, cool. yeah, she, she, ten I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure from what I can tell, she's still connected to it. Yeah, I hope she's cool. associated. Cause I would say like yummy world is probably kid robots biggest line at the moment. And I know there's Dunny, but I feel like yummy world is still larger of a line and probably better sales wise than Dunny is. Yeah. I'm guessing though. Totally her style. I've seen some collaborations that she's done with like Land of Nod and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that must be like Kid Robot yeah. or Na Land of Nod too. And no, it's it's her own thing. It's just, it's, yeah. She's got a really, really cute thing going on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I agree though, Gary. I'm kind of surprised that they don't tie her in more. Because they used to. I mean, it used to say Heidi Kenny all over the boxes and stuff. Now I'm kind of curious. Maybe they did make some kind of... Let's not speculate. Should, All right, let's move on. She'd be, she'd be fun to put on the show, by the way, Gary. Oh, yeah, no, she'd be good. Or really anyone from Kid Robot. We've had Bob Africa and uh, Paul Budnitz on, but they're no longer there. Maybe we can get someone that currently works there. That'd be good. All right. George, nice job. You got a point there, and plus the two steals you had in the previous one. So you have two points. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, so Teresa... This category is called Ham I Am. 
Nice. So <laughs> Gary, your style and Teresa's is kind of similar. So we went in a little bit of a different direction with this. So question number one. DTA winner James Grumman created a line of toys that inspired an animated series featuring characters with names such as General Hamfat Lardo and Sergeant Blaster McBacon. What was the name of this cartoon? Was it A, War Pigs, B, Battle Hams, C, Barnyard Commandos, or D, P-O-R-K, which stands for Platoon of Rebel Killer Swine? Oh my goodness, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I'm still um, on this one if you get it wrong. <laughs> you know the answer? I do. Jesus. I don't know. I'm going to go D. No. No, it's C. <laughs> Barnyard Commandos. Yeah. <laughs> How am I supposed to know Gary. that? I didn't even know there was an animation. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys remember watching that show? Oh, hell yeah. No. I, I rem- vaguely remember, but I, I can't recall actually watching it. I remember yeah. the toys more than anything. Yeah. I think they only had like one season or something, but yeah, the toys, yeah. I had a little brother. So that's why I, I have some knowledge on Ninja Turtles and Barnyard Commandos because of him. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I think James Groman, he actually developed a line of toys called BC Blasters that were like loosely based on the uh, the Barnyard Commandos, just a, a different variation. Right, right. I never knew. Now I know. All right, I'm ready for the next question. I probably don't know. <laughs> Number two. Oinkerbot Porkatron was a collaboration between Broke Piggy and what other artists for the Low Tech Constructs miniseries? Was it A, Scott Tollison, B, Mad Toy Design, C, The Bots, or D, Lucifer? Uh, what was the name of the, the toy in the question? Oinkerbot Porkatron. Uh, I think it was A, Scott Tollison. No. no. Darn it. You want to steal? Uh, I, I want to say it's Lucifer. Yes. Yeah. Stealing Teresa's points. Gary with the steal. <laughs> uh, wait. <laughs> I took a stab and it was A or D. And I, weren't I, they, weren't I, they, I went, wasn't I went that wrong. sold at Scott's booth? No, I don't know. Yeah, I think they had it. Like, I think they were released at Scott's booth at DesignerCon one year. So maybe that's where you got it from. Yeah, I, I think most of the releases are done at DesignerCon. So, and actually speaking this year, I think the release is going to be a um, an eight inch Shard Dunny custom show. So stay oh, tuned really? for that. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know any of the details, cool. but uh, I believe that is happening. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't even know if I said I'm I'm going. It's official. I'm booked too, George. So you best come see <laughs> Sweet. me. Sweet. Marsham meetup. <laughs> For sure. All right. So question number three. So in researching ham toys, I came up uh, finding that there's not many ham toys. So instead of a ham toy, you are getting a random ham fact. Okay. So you can just pull this one out at parties when you need to know something. <laughs> Have a class. <laughs> All right. So in 1994, Chicago artist Dwight Kalb used ham as his medium in what way? Was it A, he made a nude statue of Madonna out of 180 pounds of ham and sent it to David Letterman? B, he created a ham tuxedo sewn out of sliced ham for Michael Jackson to wear 
to his wedding with Lisa Marie Presley, which Michael politely declined. C, he made Celine Dion a heart of the ocean necklace with a petrified ham jewel in anticipation for the release of the blockbuster Titanic. Or D, he created a ham couch for Elton John's walk-in freezer shaped entirely by the artist using his teeth to nod out of a large block of ham. So Lord mercy. Good luck, <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> They're all so absurd. I'm sad that, that someone actually did one of those. <laughs> I'm going to go with A. Yeah, you are correct. It. Oh, disgusting. For the life of us, could not figure out why. Why he made Tam's statue. And why he sent it to David Letterman. <laughs> I don't know, but the sodium, the sodium in that statue has to be like crazy. <laughs> well, Teresa, you had the hardest batch. Right? Miss Georgia, oh, you got Gary. It's going to be so easy. Lies. <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> well, you all guys, you guys did all equally well. Each of you answered one correct, and each of you had two steals. So you all got two points in this round. So I'm still up top with a half point. <laughs> All right. And so if we add up the points, yes, Teresa, you're still on top with three and a half, Gary with three, and George with two and a half. So it's anybody's game at this point. All right, Jeff, who is our next sponsor? Our next game is brought to you by SpankyStokes.com, designer toy blog and home of the stroll. It's all written by Jonathan Stokes himself. You know, he doesn't like raisins, and I really like that about him. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jeff. Actually, I'm going to correct that a little bit. It's not all written by John. He does have some um, some great writers helping him, so I don't want to you know miss out on them. But I totally agree on the raisins. So last round is the lightning round of fill in the blank. Um, so for these, you each are going to get five questions, and then you have five seconds for each question to answer the, you know, just make up an answer. If you know it, that's great. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing track. Of... <laughs> Gary, we need to move on to your game soon. <laughs> We're good. It's one point per question. And yeah, it's anybody's game at this point. And like Jordan said, it's called fill in the blank. You can't see it, of course, but we have blank in quotation marks. Yeah. Fill in the blank as in a blank toy, although it has nothing to do with the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, just a pun. Because we like... <laughs> <laughs> a written pun no, on a wording of a word podcast. It was it. to amuse ourselves. <laughs> I love it. All right, Gary, we have you going first. Are you prepared? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Ready to embarrass myself. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, we're going to give you five seconds to answer each one of these. And if you can't, then we'll go on to the next one. There will be five questions. All right. Okay. Number one. What holiday is the newest King Corpse colorway inspired by? Christmas. Nope. Halloween. Oh god. Come on, Gary. It was it was red though. There's no red in Halloween, but is it orange? orange. I'm color blind. Okay. (sighs) Number two. (laughs) Lulu Bell recently came out with figures by Miss Creation Toys in what disgustingly tile colorway? Marbled. Meat marbled. (laughs) Correct. Marbled meat. (laughs) Number three. Kid Robot's Mr. Watt by Johnny Draco uses the Dunny Body sculpt previously designed by which artist? 
Tristan Eaton. Incorrect. It's Jason Freenies. Oh, damn it. I didn't know that. Okay. Question number four. Alex Pardee's Half a Nice Day depicts what iconic yellow image being blown apart? Homer Simpson. <laughs> Wait, you really don't know that one? No, dude. It's I have called no Half a Nice Day. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, well, now that you give that away, I would say that the... the, the the classic smiley face. Yeah, you already failed, Gary. Okay. You but don't yeah, get... I failed. I don't. No I don't mulligan. deserve it. <laughs> yeah. No mulligans. I get it. All right. Last question. Kano's Dragon King got blown up to what supersize proportions? Twenty inch. Correct. Woo! All right, Gary. You got two points. I did but so the bad. The three that you had before gives you five and puts you in the lead. Sweet. Nice. I'm still embarrassed with the ones I missed. I should not have gotten those wrong. <laughs> well, so is the Johnny Draco one, is that a, this, like a, using a dissected platform? Yeah, so it's like a little, he's being like electrocuted or something. So it's got this really yeah. charming creature on one side. I love the style of the illustration. And then on the other huh. side, it's like his body with the like electrodes or whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah I, I, I've seen the vector art many times, but I never pieced it together that was using uh, that sculpt. That's interesting. Yeah, it's nice to see like, a, you know, a kid robot designer doing his own thing and, you know, having their own toy made that's not just kid robot, you know, for that license. So yeah, actually stamping his name on it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. All right, George. These next five right. questions are for you. Number one, 3A gave what musical duo a makeover in Zeph Shadow Squad edition? The Outward. Correct. Correct. Number two, what character from Scott Tolleson's The Odd Ones is getting a sized up to an eight inch version? Uh, the, the Frankenstein one? No. I have no idea. King Howie. I think it's the, the Cthulhu. Cthulhu guy. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. People like Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Cthulhu. <laughs> All right. Number three. What festival is the new beer-drinking, lederhosen-wearing android figure celebrating? Oktoberfest? Correct. Correct. Number four. I don't know what it looks like at all. It's just a complete guess by the question. <laughs> Bear, Lederhosen, yeah. <laughs> Number four, Eric So's newest figure of a monkey is named after the city from where it was made. What is its name? Uh, I have no, I can't even begin to fathom. Want to guess the city? Nope. <laughs> Los Angeles. Hong Kong. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Number five. At the time of this recording, how many days is it until Designer Con? Oof. Oh, God. 30, uh, let's see. Uh, 47. Oh, close. So close. 43. Ah, well, crap. I'm out of time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George, you had two and a half points and you got two answers right. So you're at four and a half points. Ah, oh, damn. No pin for me. 
Gary uh, has edged you out by half a point. Yeah. But we could see if Teresa takes the win here. You have three and a half points, Teresa. You need two correct answers for the win. Oh, okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> no pressure. All the pressure. <laughs> Question Be nice. <laughs> Question number one. What toy artist was inspired by vintage squeaky toys with his newest release of a mutated teddy bear who only wants to give free hugs? Frank Kozik. Correct. Woohoo! Number two. Amanda Louise Spade had fans vote on the name for her newest creation. What name did they choose? Peppercorn. Nice. Correct. Number three. What vinyl artist gotcha or badge series number landed in stores this well, week? Well played. <laughs> oh, shoot. I'm going to get that wrong. Uh, 12? 12 is correct. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Damn, she's killing us, Gary. I know all of these. It's so frustrating to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> number four. Kid Robot ventures into home decor with what Dunny-inspired item? Uh, shit. There are uh, bookcase ends. Bookends. <laughs> <laughs> bookcase ends. <laughs> They're the things that go on the sides of books. You said Book it. Ends. You said it. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it to you. Bookends is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> and number five for the sweep. The Berry Efficient Bear by Mighty Jacks and Naughty Brain depicts a bear with what bamboo-shaped body part? Oh, please. Thank you for making your sadist word. <laughs> well, I'm not... The mm, penis. Yes, you are correct. You would have also accepted the... wiener, schlong, or dong. There you go. <laughs> she goes with the more technical term. Penis. Wow. Yeah, there's some good things we got to edit out. Boom! We got well, some good sound said... drops for later. Me too. I, yeah, don't I've been trying dare, to think of that. Don't George. you dare make me say that over and over in some song or something. <laughs> penis, 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 penis. Be the fart. It, it penis, wasn't penis, just penis. 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 It was mm, penis. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Good games, guys. That was fun. Yeah. So okay. Good yeah, games. Teresa with the sweep in the last round. She wins it with eight and a half points. Gary wow. comes in with second with five points and george in third with four and a half damn congrats teresa (laughs) i'm gonna come take my pin and just rub it in your face (laughs) the pointy side (laughs) no no (laughs) okay so this leads us a little bit of time to play the game that i developed you guys ready to play another one Yeah, yeah let's do it okay jeff who is our final sponsor of the evening the following game on the Marsham Toy Hour is brought to you by StrangeCatToys.com. Yes, StrangeCatToys.com, your source for all of your designer toy needs. Hey, be sure to type in that promo code MARSHAM at checkout to receive 10% off your entire purchase. Meow! It's the Marsham Toy Hour Family Field Edition! With the Marsham Toy Family, George and Teresa, hot and ready to go! And the horrible, adorable family, Chris and Jordan, felting up the competition. 
on your mark, let's start the Family Feud! With the star of the Marsham Toy Hour, Richard Do- I mean, Rayco- I- Luyan- No, Richard Car- No, uh, John O'Hur- Uh, Steve- Har Oh, Gary Ham! Shit. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Well, welcome, toy families. Lovely to see you all. Here is how the toy family feud will work. Um, I will actually, yesterday I emailed 27 people with a list of survey questions- and uh, they were ranged anywhere from artists to producers to store owners. So that gives you an idea of who answered the survey questions. We received 18 responses back. Wow, that's good ratio. Yeah, it is. I didn't actually expect that many to respond back. So that's good. It gives us a good basis for the game. So thank you for everyone who responded back. To those who didn't, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, I, I gave them absolutely no notice at all. So I really appreciate the ones that did find the time to answer back. And, uh, alright, so here's how the game is going to work. I will invite one of each of you up to the mic and ask you a question. The person who gets the most popular answer on the board will win the chance for their team to either pass or play. Your team will then get to guess the answers on the board until you have reached three strikes. After which, the opposing team will then get the opportunity to steal for all the points on the board. You guys all understand? Do we get a buzzer? Or do we have to make a noise to show, like, that we were ready? Um, yeah, we're not going to do a buzzer. I'm just going to let you each give a response. Just oh, gonna... and oh, okay. And then was... whoever gets the highest, you, you, whoever wants to shout out first, we can do it that way. That works, too. Okay. <laughs> All right, so understand? All right, All right let's, let's play a game it. of Toy Family Feud. George and Jordan, step up to the podium, please. The eight most popular answers are on the board. Name something that's often associated with designer toy people. Street style. All right, let's see what's on the board. Is street style on the board? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Jordan, what's your answer? Antisocial. <laughs> Very true. Is antisocial on the board? Mm. All right, so since neither one of you got it right, we're going to move on to your family. So again, the question is, name something you might associate with designer toy people. Teresa, why don't you give us an answer first? Uh, hoarding. <laughs> I was just going to say hoarder. <laughs> okay, so is George on the, I mean, hoarding on the board? <laughs> nice. So that actually falls under obsessive OCD and APD, which is addictive personality disorder. So that is the most popular answer on the board with four. So Teresa, do you guys want to play or pass? What do you think, George? You want to play or pass? These are hard. I, uh, I don't well, know. Let's so, play. Okay. All right, I guess George. we're playing. George, up to three strikes. George, you want to take another guess? Oh, wait. We're going on the same question? Same question. Oh, crap. We should have passed. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who said play. All right, so the question again is, name something often associated with designer toy people. Um... Broke. Okay. Is broke up there? Oh my gosh, we should have passed. <laughs> um I don't know. Nice? Friendly? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's strike two. Uh, George, your turn. Um 
Something that describes designer toy people. Something associated with designer toy people. Paint. Is paint up there? <clears throat> Man, that one fast. I thought you guys would get more than that. They so have a now chance it, to steal, right? They do. So yeah, Chris and Jordan, it is your turn. You guys want to put your heads together and come up with a steal? All right, so there's six more answers out there, right? <laughs> Seven. Oh, geez. I don't know. Um, will they creative, eclectic? It's something associated with them, though. Oh, so it could be something they collect? It doesn't have to be, like, a personality? I don't know. That's why I was thinking, like, dummies. All right, just throw it out there. We're going to say dunnies. That makes sense. That's a good one. Is dunnies on the board for the win? <laughs> Oh. So we win. You do. You win that round. <laughs> well Sweet. done. You have earned 14 points for that round. What? Wait, how did, we get 14, right. how did we get 14 points? That's how Family Feud worked. Right, exactly. So, George, there was 18 people surveyed. We, the most popular answers, made the board. And then, so in this case, three answers did not make the board. So the total points for this round was 14. Wow. Do we get to so know what some what? of the things were? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys you guys got one right. That was the obsessed OCD or addictive personality disorder. And second was DTOFs or IKEA shells for three. Oh. After that, we had geeky <laughs> or nerdy. Okay. Enthusiastic. Friendly nice is kind of enthusiastic. Mm, nice try. No. <laughs> Love of the hunt. Tattoos. <laughs> Everyone seems to hate Funko for some reason. <laughs> and their love of smelling newly opened vinyl toys. All right, we're moving, uh, we're running out of time, so let's go ahead and move on. Next question. Let's bring up Chris and Teresa to the podium. All right. All right, let's do this. All right, the top six most popular answers are on the board. Name something you get at a convention that makes the trip worthwhile. An artist exclusive? Is exclusives up there? And that is up there with four. Teresa, chance to steal. Custom. Is customs up there? Okay. So, Chris and Jordan, do you guys want to play or pass? I think we want to pass. Wait, why? <laughs> no, play, play. You want to play? Yeah. Okay, we'll play. Okay. All right, so, it's Top answer has already been answered, which was exclusive. The question is, name something you get at a convention that makes the trip worthwhile. New friends. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if it's up there. New friends up there? Yes. Meet new friends or hang out with other toy people is up there. And how many were there? Six of them? There were six total. There's four remaining. Um, how about... Um, like an autograph or a sketch from the artist. Yes, that fall under meeting your favorite artist or getting your photo or thing signed by them. All right. Nice. Three more. George and Teresa, pay attention. This is how you're supposed to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I don't know. What are they, the going to like panels and discussion? Like talks? Okay. Show us panels. 
Can you repeat the question again while they're thinking? The question is, name something you get at a convention that makes the trip worthwhile. What? Three answers remaining. Um, or are they still so you, for us? What about um, artist proofs? Is artist proofs on the board? Strike two. I'll step up to the plate, Jordan. Not toys. Just in general. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, toys. All I mean, make, toys. Makes, that makes perfect sense. Show us toys. <laughs> oh, man. Two answers remaining. That means I have to think of another one. <laughs> what was the, the one that you had wrong? What? I didn't have anything wrong. Oh. I had them all right. What about like uh, like the swag? You get the, the bag and the badges and everything like that? Yeah. You want to run with that one? Yep. All right. Is swag up there? All right. So for the chance to steal, George and Teresa, what do you have? Uh, Teresa, what do you think? Like flip bait? Like stuff that you can flip so you can... That makes the, you know, paying off your trip. What about lotteries? Or, I don't know. That's hard. So there's two left, Gary? Right. And the four up are Um, artist exclusives. Yeah, exclusives. Hanging out with other toy people or meeting new friends. Meeting your favorite artists and getting signatures or photos. And toys. So I'm going to need an answer. I don't know, George. This is hard. (laughs) What do you want to say? You want to say the lottery thing? We could do yours. Do people do that? (laughs) Hell yeah. What do you think makes the trip worthwhile? (laughs) All right. Let's go with that one. Flip bait? I mean, I don't know how to say it in the right way that might someone else might have said, okay. but yeah, flip bait. All right. For the steal, show us flip bait. Oh. The, the two remaining answers are winning a Sufubi lottery. Damn it! She was a lottery. George! <laughs> or, and the last one was ego stroking. Oh. <laughs> ego stroking. That's interesting. This sounds so dirty. Um, <laughs> I can't believe lottery was there. Jesus, George. I should have trusted right. my gut. You should have. I'm terrible at these. I was the loser of the last game. <laughs> 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 All right. So you guys lost this one. And Jordan and Chris, you get nine points for that round. Sweet. We're still in the lead. Okay. Yeah, that was Next a lot time of work. We're picking your, your answer. <laughs> This was a lot of work for you guys doing so terrible. <laughs> These are hard questions, Gary. Well, Family Feud is not supposed to be easy. You know, and honest, honestly, it is hard in real life. <laughs> you got to think it like your peers. And also what makes it difficult is some of your peers didn't take the game that seriously. <laughs> so some of the answers are sort of like some of the ones that didn't even make the list were um, a hand job from Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a perfectly good selfie, a dance with Hucky, and alcohol. <laughs> Was that Runzowski? Uh, Gary Runzowski. Yeah. I can't even say his last name. Saying alcohol. 
I don't remember who's. I'm not going to. These are anonymous answers. I'm not going to tell you who said what. Um, that might be funner. Okay. How you know what? Make Chris, I was actually going to, instead of Family Feud, I was going to send out a bunch of questions to the artists and, you know, everybody. And then I was going to remove a word from their answers <laughs> and then have you guys try to fill in the blank. So maybe that is a potential future game we can play. Ooh, yeah. Um, all right. So, George and Jordan, this is your question. Top five answers on the board. Name a way you can tell someone is a flipper just by looking at them. <laughs> Their shoes. All right, show us sneakers. Yep, so that's the last answer on the board. It was either clothing or their stupid elongated shoes. <laughs> All right, Jordan, take a stab at it. Yeah, um, shifty eyes. Like they're, yeah. All right, <laughs> it's shifty eyes up there. Uh, yeah. All right. So, George and Teresa, do you guys want to play or pass? Let's play. All right. Let's play. Okay. There was, what, five answers on the board? So, there's four remaining. And the question again was, name a way you can tell someone is a flipper just by looking at them. Teresa, go. What about um, they're always on their phone? That's a good answer. Let's check. Show us always on their phone. Boom. So phones was up there. It's kind of all lumped in the group of research. So anything that had to do with research or referencing, whether it was phones or photos or Excel sheets. So that was the second most popular answer with four people. All right, George. Um, so wait, the the one with the shoes, that covered all their clothing? So like if I say Supreme supreme gear, that doesn't count? Correct. That covers all apparel. Correct. Uh, okay. How do you know they're a flipper? Uh, oh, uh, first in line. Makes sense. Let's see if it's up there. Show us first in line. Good try, George. Damn. Teresa. Um, maybe they have a lot of cash on them. Ooh, another good answer. Is cash on the board? Damn. All right, George, we can't strike. Can we consult? No, 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 not right now. Only the stealing team can consult. But they're right, always, aren't they always shouting stuff down the line when they're like... No, yeah. during a normal game, they each get a turn, and then oh. when you can steal, that's when you can confirm. Okay. Um, uh, how do you know if someone's a flipper? They look like to Kevin. <laughs> oh, my God. They actually went there. <laughs> I mean, that's who you've been describing the entire time with all the other answers. Let's see if it's up there. Show us to Kevin. Strike three, you're out. Chris and Jordan, you're up for the steal. Um, how about Wait, the, so we got oh. well we have two. Well, I think which it, one do you think? I think it's the armfuls of toys. The multiples? Yeah. Okay. Alright. What if like an handfuls of like They're buying multiple toys? Yeah, multiples of the same toy. Makes sense. Alright, good answer. So let's see if it's up there. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that was the most popular answer with six people saying that. Huge bags containing multiples of the same toy. Well done. And the two remaining answers on the board that you did not get were two people said really bad facial hair. And the last what? one was they had their entire extended family waiting in line with them. George. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good do one. You to, do you need to tell us something? 
<laughs> I, hey, we obviously aren't flippers. We got all that wrong. He doesn't have bad facial hair. <laughs> yeah, but you got facial hair. It's Trev. It's Manscaped. <laughs> so Jordan and Chris, you guys won that one, and you got 15 points for that one. So let's go to the next question. All right. Let's see, it's going to be Teresa and Chris step up to the podium, and your question is, besides throwing them away, name something you can do with packaging. Store it. All right, show us store it. It's up there as the third most popular answer. Three people said it. Put stuff in storage. All right, Chris, you want to go for the steal? Um, you can hang it up as art. Correct. That is the least popular answer. Cut out the fronts and frame them. All right, George and Teresa, do you want to play or pass? George, you want to give it a go or? Uh crud what was the uh what what you can do with boxes packaging besides throwing it away i would have said frame them that would have been my only answer and that was the least popular one come on <laughs> so i'm gonna George. have a tough time coming up with more uh want to risk well, the biscuit risk it for well, the biscuit <laughs> we've played two already you want to let them play one should we pass no because what do they get them all <laughs> <laughs> Brisket for the biscuit. All right, let's play it. <laughs> I got your back, Jack. Just kidding. Okay. George, besides uh, throwing see, them away, the name something you can do with packaging. Come on. You can, it's, uh, don't think too much about it. Stack it behind the figure. Like, display it behind the figure. Yes, top. that was the top most popular answer. Four people said, display it with your toys. Do people do that? Yeah, you mean like actually put it beside or behind your toy? Yeah, like you display it with the toy, like next to the toy? People said they did. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that answer also includes um, just displaying the toy in the box as well or around it. If you display it next, if you display your package next to the box or you display your toy next to the box that came in, you're dumb. Those are those are strictly there to keep protect the toy that's inside until it gets to you. You should throw it away. You should crush it and throw it away. And if it gets dinged while you have it, you should never cry. It's just there to protect the toy that's inside of it. But okay, can I play devil's advocate real quick? Momiji dolls, they come in two different types of things and the noodle boxes are hard, but the tubes very easily are one you can make a rainbow out of them and you can just put the doll in them i'm not saying i do that but some people do so okay don't be a hater i'm a hater about boxes <laughs> all right Teresa, what's what's your gonna be your next answer so so gary displaying in the box or next to the box is a combined answer yes okay so we have with or in the box frame it or store it so far and there's two left uh, four left. Oh, four left. Jeez. What can I do with packaging besides throw it away? Shoot, maybe we should have passed George. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden. What happened to risking it and bisking it? Well, because you took what I was going to say. I was all prepared. And then you actually <laughs> came up with it. <sighs> I need an answer, Teresa. Uh, create a giant packaging wall, display wall. Hmm. All right, let's see if it's up there. Display wall 
You know, I think we're going to have to refer to the judges on this one. Oh, the judges are being charitable. The answer on the board is actually two people did say build a box fort or fortress. So I guess that's sort of in the same realm. <laughs> that was an accept? <laughs> Come on. I, I mean, I'm just trying to help you, George. <laughs> All right, George, it sounds like there's some absurd ones on the board, so start being okay. creative. Um, get them signed by the artist. No, strike one. Teresa. Store your toys in them? Like, like use your boxes as storage boxes? Okay. George, um, you you can use it to repackage your toy to flip it on eBay. Strike three, Chris and Jordan. You want to try to steal? Three answers still on the board. Yes. All Let's right. Do it. Yeah, this one is similar to George's, but we want to say reuse the boxes packaging material. Okay, it's kind of like George's, but let's see. It's up there for the steal. Reuse the packaging for packaging material. Yay! <laughs> two people said that. The other, the two answer, the other two answers on the board were use as risers. Oh, that's oh, okay. what I had. And two people actually said this: uh, put them in your attic until they warp from humidity, and then throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. All right, Jordan and Chris, you guys are doing well. You guys are doing really good at stealing and t stealing the points. So you earned another seventeen points from that round. Oh wow! Holy so cow! But Gary, aren't we going to play like uh, the, the double or triple round where we have a chance to come back and win it? Yeah, I think for the last question, we will go double points on that one. <laughs> George and Jordan, step up. Six most popular answers are on the board. Tell me something most people inspect before purchasing a toy. The paint detail. That's the most popular answer at 11. Do you guys want to play or pass? This one's fun, George, even though I know I said that last time. But. All right, we're playing it. We're going to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> They've all been fun, Teresa. Must be a great biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Teresa. Tell me something most people inspect before purchasing a toy. The price. The price? Correct. That's the third most popular answer. Two people said that. Okay, George? Uh, the box, you know, the quality of the box, like if it's dings or anything. That is the second most popular answer, the condition of the box. Teresa. Okay, so paint, box condition, price, shipping cost? Strike one. George. How about like uh, the weight? Like if you're buying blind box, you check the weights to see if you're getting a good one. Strike two. Man, that was a good one, George. That is good. Um, Both of your answers were good. Man, we're risking it for this biscuit that we're not going to get. This poor biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Something they inspect. Shit, what do I look at when I buy a toy? Maybe it's like what it's made out of? It's material? Strike three. <sighs> Ooh, that was a good one, too. Jordan and Chris, you want to try uh, stealing? Yeah. Which one do you want? Um, okay. Can be how rare the piece is. That is a good one. Let's see if it's up there. Show us rarity. Oh. 18 points to George and Teresa. Dun, 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 dun. Sweet. Yay. 
is location in there? How about location? Yeah, so that's one. That's one that's up there. It was where it's made or the foot stamp. Then also up there was articulation, and the last one was the scent or the smell. Huh. I know. I, right. I don't. Dis- I disagree with that. <laughs> Do people actually I, I just, smell before buying? You smell yes, before I, you buy it. That's the worst answer. Whoever wrote that, you're ashamed. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> what do you think? Maybe, maybe it just smells too like I don't know toxic. Yeah, but they'll return the toys. toys. Toys smell good. Fresh toys have like. Do you wanna feel that way? You open a fresh toy and you just get that whiff, and it's just. Mm. Oh yeah, I sniff all my toys. <laughs> <laughs> that is just erasing brain cells. That smell right there. I mean, I can sort of see if someone is buying like a scented toy, like a strawberry shortcake or. There's an Android cupcake that was scented. So maybe it's something like that is what they're talking about. Yeah. You get that. All right. We got two questions left. So let's continue on with the game. Kristen, Teresa, Teresa, you're up. All right. And the question is, other than DesignerCon, name a convention you definitely want to visit. San Diego Comic-Con. No, of the 18, that one person said San Diego, which is sort of shocking. But um, I, it's just, it's not the convention for people anymore. So, Teresa, you're up. Uh, Taipei Toy Festival. TTF. That is on there. That is the fourth more popular answer, Taipei Toy Festival. George, Teresa, do you guys want to play or pass? George, do you know en- enough of the different Asian convention names? No way. Seriously? I, like, I know the ones one. That- do you know the ones like they just went to and the ones going on right now? That's what people no. are going to say. Nope. I need, I need an answer. Pass. Pass. George. We, we've played all the games. Let's steal it on a win. Or let's win it on a okay. steal. Okay. All right, Jordan, you're up then. So 18 people were surveyed. Other than DesignerCon, name a convention you definitely want to visit. Five points? Yes, that was the most popular answer with four. How many answers are there? Six possible, four remaining. Um, yeah, how about ToyCon UK? Yes, that came in last with one person. Jordan. How about the Singapore Toy Game and Toy Con? I don't know. It's the That is the fifth one on the board. Singapore Toy Game and Comic Convention, STGCC. Chris, you guys are cleaning up. Oh, man. That's about to end. <laughs> uh, two remaining. And they are two, the second and third most popular answers. Oh, there's got to be one in Japan, right? Yeah, but like, I don't know I the don't name know of it. Called. New York? Yeah. Gosh, I don't know the names. I will, I'll go New York Comic Con. Correct. That is the third most popular answer. Um, one remaining. The Japanese for the sweep. Toy Festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's your first strike. You guys are doing good. Uh, George, you handed them the biscuit. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, let's see. Uh, the, about the Tokyo one. Well, I just said the Japan one. <laughs> <laughs> Was I close? <laughs> don't be the don't be the family that says the same answer twice. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you would let her stretch with that one. Or <laughs> um, 
I need an answer. What uh, else is there? I don't know. Oh, the... Oh, time's up. Strike two. <laughs> Alright, last chance. Oh, man. Well, the Toy Fair, that's what I was trying to think of, the New York Toy Fair. But, oh. but that sounds like maybe that was wrong. Five seconds. I don't know. Um. Good luck, George and Teresa. <laughs> All right, George, Teresa, you have a chance to steal. The second most popular answer is still on the board. So, George, one they didn't say is the Beijing Toy Show, BTS. You think it's that? Here's I've the never... ones that have been said so far. Five I've points, never... New York Comic Con, Taipei Toy Festival, STGCC, and ToyCon UK. What about Design Design Festa? The one do you want to say that? That's that one in Japan. Or is did that one that said Japan Toy Show cover it? Well, Beijing Toy Show happened at around the same time as STGCC. Well, I mean, there's Beijing Toy Show. We there was San Diego and New York. We don't want to do those. Five Emerald point. City Comic Con, that was a good one, but no one said San Diego, so they're not gonna say that. I need right. an answer, guys. The only one that uh, all right, uh, say it. We went. We didn't go with yours last time, so. Well, I'll probably be wrong. Uh, Beijing Toy Show, Gary. No, but it was the remaining second most popular answer on the board was the Thailand Toy Expo. Uh, uh, I haven't heard of half of these. Is that bad? Yeah. <laughs> George, you should. It's good stuff. And the uh, the one that did not make the cut, the Geneva Convention. <laughs> Dragon Con, uh, Monster Palooza, and the o Adult Entertainment Expo. <laughs> I've been to all those. Well, at least Beijing Toy Show was kind of close to the Taipei Toy Fest. I mean, they're all kind of. <laughs> all right. Last question. This is where double the points. George and Jordan. All right. Shout it out. Name something specific that collectors do that annoys convention vendors. Uh, they bring up their sketchbook and ask for drawings. Yes, that is actually the fourth most popular answer with two people saying that, yes, asking for DIY doodles, sketches, and they have no intention of buying anything. Jordan. Um, well, a lot of things annoy me, so I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the above, everything. You're just, just trying to think like the general public. You're not answering for yourself. But how about um, lottery lines that when they get too long and they go in front of your booth? Oh, good answer, good answer. Yes, that is the second most popular answer. Stand in front of or just crowd the booth. All right, Jordan and Chris, you guys want to play or pass? I think we pass. Sure, why not? I think we're over. Here's the biscuit, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we don't All want right. this biscuit. Teresa, George, the question is, Name something specific that collectors do that annoy convention vendors. Uh, set their stuff down on their like table. Oh, that man. that is extremely annoying, but that is not on the board. Strike one. I've heard people about... complain about that all the time. Anyway, yeah, that is true. Especially when they set like a drink down and it leaves like a wet spot on your table. Um, 
how about they come to your booth to find out where another booth is? Ooh, another annoying one. Let's strike two. Ugh. Okay, so give us a recap. Give me a recap, Gary. Okay, so the question was, seven most popular answers are on the board. Name something specific that collectors do that annoy convention vendors. You guys got the second most popular answer, which was stand in front of or crowd the booth. And the fourth most popular answer, which was ask for DIY doodles or sketches when they have no intention of buying anything. Um, when they touch stuff and they're not supposed to touch it. That is the top most popular answer with four people saying, yeah, touching, picking up things before asking, or people just not watching their kids is uh, kind of falls in that category too. So four people, good. Woo! All right, George, I saved us. Oh, Your turn. Yeah, but now it's now you're, I have you're to just do it. sustained the inevitable. Is what yeah, you did. seriously, just made it come, <laughs> come back on, to you me. You can do it. You uh, can do it. George, just think of all the things that annoy you. Everything annoys me, though. That's the problem. It's like. <laughs> I don't know if it's their fault or mine for keeping doing these stupid conventions. Oh, I have enough. How about when they just they ask like how much something is, even though it's clearly marked next to it? Like, oh, strike three. It's okay, George. Jordan right. and Chris Good go luck, for the guys. steal. Four answers still on the board. That's a lot. Find the perfect one. Like, like taking too much time, like overanalyzing each and every, <laughs> like, you know, like going through each and every piece. Yeah. Like pulling them out of the box and stuff. Oh yeah, that is annoying. Yeah, I think we'll go with that. People who are way too picky and they're going through each piece, pulling them all out of the box and everything like that. Okay, for the steal, the picky inspector. It was said, but it did not make the board. It should have. <laughs> All right, so we get points. George and Teresa, you steal. We double the points. You got twenty-eight points there. Nice. Whoa. All right. So the remaining answers on the board were: they just talk too much. That was the third most popular. Oh my answer. god! You totally should. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Do they come up and they want to show you their artwork? No, that's not on there. Oh, man, we get that all the time. <laughs> How about when they pretend to, to be interested in your stuff just so just while they're waiting for Funko line? <laughs> that's not up there either. Uh, what about... Every year. Oh, Teresa, you want to give another go? A haggling on prices? Trading. No, that's not on there. How about uh, trading? The like, fifth most popular trading. is they beg you to hold on to something, then they never come back. Uh, or they come back with no money. Oh, that's a rookie move. You don't hold something. <laughs> um, that's on, that's on the popular... booth. That's on the booth guy. <laughs> that is. The sixth most popular answer is they just complain too much. <laughs> and the, the last most popular one is they ask you to store their backpack, coat, umbrella, or toys <laughs> they bought from another booth, but they never bought anything from you. Oh yeah, that's a that's I've yelled at people for that. <laughs> the ones that did not make the board were they ask you to split payments between credit cards and cash. Yeah, I'm fine with that. This They're is the giving me money. Got. I'm okay with that one. Ex right. They inspect the precision of the paint application for the best one. 
Oh, I do that. <laughs> What's wrong with that? We, I was actually going to say, I feel bad because I think I'm that person who goes through boxes because I care. <laughs> they Sorry. ask for the lowest number in an edition. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, any phrase that starts out, you know what you should do? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You should That's make a true. surfer turtle with big sunglasses. <laughs> you know what? Was was anyone keeping track of the points? I don't know who won. It's fifty-five to fifty-four. Horrible. Oh, adorable. that was oh, close. Point. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Adorable wins. Nice. What do we win? Congrats! You win the biscuit. You win the biscuit. There you go. You win the biscuit. What kind of- <laughs> I'm totally. I'm totally bringing you biscuits. Just wait. <laughs> Breakfast biscuits. On Saturday morning at Designer Con. <laughs> you know, I like cinnamon rolls. Something tasty. A, a spin on a biscuit. Well, that was fun. I like game night. Yeah. Congrats on winning the, what was it called? Toy Family Toy, Feud. Toy Family Feud. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Nice. Yeah. That was, I didn't One realize point. it was going to be that close. One point. That's about as close as it's going to get. I blame Kano. <laughs> <laughs> Kano never answered. I don't even know if he he responded. I just blame him anyway. Kano did not respond. (laughs) All right, that was fun. Thanks for joining, Chris and uh, Jordan. We're going to see you at DesignerCon for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be there. All right, well, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Why don't you take a couple minutes and let everyone know where they can find you? You can find us on Instagram at horrible underscore adorables on our website at horribleadorables.com. And we will be at um, New York Comic Con in just a week. Booth number 745. That's the pick booth. We're not going there, but you guys have a great convention. I hope it does really good for you. Are you driving out? Have a safe drive? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great job on the game. I, I, I think, I don't know, let's have a game night like once a week. It's fun. Every week. <laughs> Not once a week. week. No. All the work once that went into week. that. Let's, let's make it once a month because, yeah, it's a bitch <laughs> to make these games. It's hard to make these games. Uh, yeah, once a month. Let's do it. Uh, Teresa, where they can find you? Yeah. Thank you all, Jordan and Chris. This was super fun. And thank you, Gary, for your family feud game. This was this was a good one. I had fun with it. Um uh, as always, if you want to check me out, just find me on Instagram, tmhawk24. George. Oh, I'm going to have to change all my accounts to The Biggest Loser because I lost both games. <laughs> um, yeah. so, but for now, you can still find me at uh, Double G Toys on Instagram or George Gaspar on uh, Facebook. All right, and uh, thanks again to Horrible Adorables for joining us. I want to say thanks again to Jeff Maxfield for lending his voice and production skills to really help amp up the show this week. And so I am Gary Ham. You can find me at superham.com or Gary Ham on Instagram. This has been the Marsh Sham Toy Hour. We do this every week, not because we have to, but because, but we, because want we want to. Too. Oh, that was horrible. Good Lord. You were so delayed. So, until our next transmission, we're signing off, you fools. Bye. 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 Bye.